From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. I ain't that cool, little up in the head. They'll be hanging me quick when I'm back from the dead. Get the rope. Wake up. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up Warchant, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show... Practice observations. Wake up board champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com. That's the website. You can also visit it by pulling out your phone, opening up that camera app, and that little funky barcode you see on your screen if you're on YouTube or uh, pretty much anywhere that's got the logo for this show. Just pew, pew, or snap, snap. I don't know. Better sound effects. Low budget today. Low budget today on the program. Mm. Uh, hit that QR code. You'll go right to the website. You can check out the menu. You can place your order online. And um, get some directions. It's right on Appalachian Parkway. You cannot miss it. It's a beacon on an otherwise mm. bleak stretch of road leading to our state's capital. And a good place to be on uh, on Sundays. Ooh, um, yeah. I, I, I was there this past Sunday. I meant to mention this on yesterday's show. I didn't realize this, but uh, it's happy hour for the whole day. So you get you get drink deals, you get uh, you know two for the price of one or doubles instead of singles, whatever you're looking for. Um, so yeah, you want to go up there Sunday, watch some football, like a lot of people did because it was very very crowded on Sunday. It's a good place to be, and like I said, the biggest thing they do is they have somebody fish who knows exactly what game is on what TV and knows how to switch it to something else very, very quickly. And as soon as the 1 p.m. game's over, he switches it to the 425 game on another channel. But that wall of TVs, that Vegas wall, it's eight different games at once. Awesome. Competency. There is there it's anything more thing. annoying than going to a, a sports bar and the people don't know how to work the TVs or, or the change like, the channels? What channel is it on? I don't know. What do you have? Do you have cable? Do you have direct? Do you have dish? I don't know. It's on CBS. Yeah. Do you know what channel yeah. that is? I don't know. Look it up. Yeah. No, you don't have to worry about that at, at CP, baby. Yeah. Check it out. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Uh, there'll be a happy hour there next Friday. As Florida State readies for their return off the bye week against Georgia Tech. That's a noon game kickoff ACC Network. will also be live at the Hotel Indigo pregame show as well as watch along with uh, Dominic Robinson and myself. All right, Corey, I wasn't able to watch too much of practice on Tuesday. Got uh, tied up uploading the video that no one cares about any longer, apparently. Sorry, come on, people. Start watching the video. Come on, I'm out there working for y'all. Yeah, we see how it is. You're, you're going to watch them all when they're winning, but when they're on a little yeah. losing streak, all of a sudden you don't you don't care as much. Come on, gang. They're still your team. Yeah, uh, focused a little bit as much as I could on Winston Wright. Uh, did not try to get a gander over at Fabian Lovett, but I did see Fabian Lovett later on in practice. I'll try here on Wednesday morning uh, as we get to go out to practice. I'll see if I can get some more, see if I can get Fabian on film. Uh, not sure what he does in those first opening periods. Uh, but I, I, the only thing I really did notice was early on. He certainly on, did more, but he did much more on Tuesday than we've seen in, what, seven weeks? Oh, I mean, he wasn't even. Right. Can we talk, can we talk openly? I mean, like. Yeah, well, I mean, it, well, you had him on film, like, going through stuff. Like, oh, it, it, he, like, I mean, he was he walking looks, through the stretch line. He wasn't doing anything. Oh, was, okay. Yeah. Well, no, let me ju- I'll, I'll comment on it. Uh, yeah, he was, he, he looks, let's just say I would be very surprised at this point, the way he looked on Tuesday of a bye week, that he would not be ready to go uh, for Georgia Tech, hmm. which is good news, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's, it's something that we talk about. Maybe we don't emphasize it enough. I just, 
you know, I don't know the injury report on every team. I just think, yeah, but assume most every team is going through some sort of injury bug on their, you know, maybe not as profound yeah. or pronounced as, as Florida State, but they're, they're missing guys they want to have. Uh, but, yeah, you just think about it. You get 20 reps out of Fabian Lovett, man. Um, you know, you're in these one-possession games you've been in these last three weeks. You know, that, that can change the tide of things. And, not, you know, Robert Scott gets a week to get healthier, and Robert Cooper gets a week to get healthier, all these guys. Although I do want to ask Coop, he'll be returned to his show on next Monday, 730, in the Coop with Robert Cooper. I do feel like sometimes we on the outside are like, ah, they got a bye week. They'll be good to go after that. Just one week, you know, they'll be good. That, that one week is going to do them all the, you know, like like this. he's just playing with who knows what's been bothering him and as, as though not having a game. Because they're still practicing everybody and they're, you know, they're thudding. They're not, they're not getting tackled to the ground. But I, I just do wonder, you know, on the outside looking, it just sounds real nice. Like, oh, the bye week will do them a, a world of good. But I just wonder how much. You know, they can possibly recuperate. But still, though, Fabian's return would be huge. I'll try to get some uh, more content of him at practice on Wednesday morning. The thing that stood, me out, that stood out to me in the early part of practice, I think period three they finished with a Ryan Fitzgerald field goal. Shout out Fitzy. Uh, nailed it. Um, but, mm-hmm. man, Mike Norvell was very vocal, was very loud. I mean, he's, he's usually, you know, yelling out instructions to people and moving from station to station. But, man, those, those first opening two periods – like as soon as they got done with stretch, which is when they got the with the war chant playing, excuse me, man, you could just hear his voice reverberating throughout the IPF. I mean, he made it a point and emphasis to make sure that his voice was being heard, that these guys were being pushed, uh, that they weren't gonna, you know, slack off. Not that they would, but you know, just he was asserting himself in, in a way that I had not seen maybe previously. But he's always active and, and loud. I just that stood out to me. Just like, man, he's gonna make sure that. They know that even though it's a bye week, man, they're there to work. So that, that caught me in the, the first half of practice. What about the remainder of it when uh, you kind of took over with uh, your opinions and your, your insight, Corey? Uh, you know, there wasn't a ton. It was a light practice. It's at all, you know, it's a, uh, what do you call it, a bye week. So uh, they, it wasn't like a lot of game plan implement. There was none, really. It was all them on them. What did stand out, Aslan, is the scout jerseys were off. Yeah. So we got to see players again. Like, <laughs> right. We got to know who was who. Um. So that was cool for the, the third string guys. They they were out there and you got to see them actually in their uniform numbers. Um, you know, I, I did think there was a lot of uh, one-on-one type stuff in seven-on-seven. Seven, not a ton of 11-on-11, 11 11, but the team stuff, um, they did compete. Like, I, I was wondering if they were going to, what they would even do. But they did a lot of, uh, you know, receivers versus DBs and O-line versus D-line. I thought the receivers got the better of that. I, I continue to be impressed with the Renardo Green, man. He made an interception, um, had another couple really nice pass breakups. I mean... I'm starting to think that dude is an NFL cornerback, which okay. who would have thought that? I mean, that guy's good, man. Um, he, I, it seems like anyway, he's turned into one of the best cornerbacks in the ACC. Which, when the season started, you're like, can you survive having Renardo Green over there? And it turns out, yeah, he's the best one you got. Um, and it doesn't seem to be all that close. So again, I was just really impressed with him. Um, I thought Travis was sharp for the most part. Um, who made a really nice catch? Somebody made a really nice. Oh, Deuce Span on a deep ball, kind of ripped a ball away from uh, Jarian Jones. It was an underthrown pass. It was just a one-on-one, basically a fly route. And Jarian Jones was right there to make the interception, and Deuce just kind of ripped it out of his hands as he was falling down and uh, and ran away with it. So, And he also made a contested catch against Jarian over the middle on like a really shallow slant cross where Jarian was like really upset with himself. But Deuce made a nice catch, man. It was a good throw. I can't remember who threw it. It was a good throw, but Deuce made a nice catch. And again, you see that kind of stuff. And you're like, is Deuce, all, is Deuce part of the plan? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And, and Winston Wright, again, I, you know, he did more stuff today than he's done. So that, to me, 
uh, stood out a little bit, that uh, he was actually involved in some of the things I was just talking about. Um, so that lends itself to me that, uh, and again, I have no idea, no idea at all. Um, I would think that means he's going to be ready to go for these last five games. I think maybe that was their plan all along. Uh, maybe was to get to this bye week. Um, well, I, you know, it's weird, man. In Jacksonville, if you'd asked me in Jacksonville when we, know, when we went over there, I'm like, man, that guy's going to be playing by week three. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, it just, over the last six weeks, it's been pretty obvious that wasn't necessarily going to be the case, but now I'm, I'm bullish, man, that he's going to be back and he's going to play, um, you know, here down the stretch. It's, it'll be interesting to see where he's sprinkled into though. Like they went the first half of the season without having any slot receivers really, except Micah. And now they got Jakai back. And now I think they probably have Winston back at least in some capacity. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he fits in. Yeah, I was wondering if they – I know you said these last five games, which is correct, they've got five more games left, but he can he can play in four and then still preserve a redshirt. But he's listed as a redshirt junior, unsure if that redshirt was the, the 2020 season. But in any case, he, that's another year of eligibility. So he could play in all five of these, and if things don't go his way and he wants to come back, which I would assume he would, he, he could. He's got one more year of, of eligibility left. Um, I'll keep an eye on him. I, I just I remember seeing him last week in a route on air and just the way he like got off was just like yeah doesn't feel like doesn't feel like we're at full capacity right there. Yeah, but then I watched him today because I saw that too, and I watched him today, and it, it was like oh yeah that's that yeah he's to me he looked good. Okay, right. he looked good. So um, so again we'll see. We we what do we got? 10, 11 days until that game, and even if he does play, like how familiar is he with the route concepts? Uh, reading, you know, going full speed. It, I don't know how, you know, hopefully maybe there's a chance you get a nice substantial lead and you can sprinkle them in then and get them ready for the next, uh, the next four games. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I was very, very, uh, um, you know, I, I was very impressed. Isn't the right word, but encouraged, I guess, okay. with, with what I saw um, on, on, on Tuesday. I saw Jarquez make a pick. Shout out Jarquez. Shout out Pac-Man. Okay. Like in seven, maybe 11, right, maybe 11 on 11, seven on seven. I don't know. Uh, but he made a pick. I nice. saw DJ Lundy had an interception. Right, DJ right. Lundy had an interception on a, uh, a bad pass from Jordan, which it looked like McDonald went out when Jordan thought he was going to go in. Hmm. Um, and it was just one of those. It was kind of like that. There was a lot of, there was nobody open initially. He threw it. He, I think he thought Cam McDonald was going to break back inside towards him and instead went back outside and he threw it right to DJ Lundy, but DJ caught it and ran with it. Uh, so that was cool. That's that's making a play. And, um, you know, again, when, when we think about this team, not that you asked this question, we were just talking about practice, but um, as we as we talked about on headlines on Tuesday, you know, there is a chance this team finishes with eight or nine wins. W- would you say it's a good chance? If they play on average like they played the first seven games of the season, considering the competition and how it should soften a bit, um, do you think Are we counting if they bowl play game just for the eight? No, okay. no. The, so the chances of them winning four or five of the next five, because I think it's yeah. at least. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they'll it's win a 50% two out of three. Chance, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they'll win two out of three. Syracuse, Miami, Florida. So that's five, six, and then you're beating Louisiana at home, seven, and you should beat Georgia Tech. I mean. I, I don't know if we'll see anything Thursday you don't night. Beat I'll, Georgia I'll, Tech at home. Yeah, you should absolutely. That's trouble. Well, yeah. Then everything yeah. comes uh, unglued there. Um, 
But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you – but you could beat Georgia Tech, you could beat Syracuse, and you could beat Miami uh, and Louisiana, but then lose to Florida. Uh, but that puts you still – that would put you at eight wins. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's totally within the realm yeah. of possibility. Probability. Probability. Yeah. But you were 4 Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a probability, but it's not it, – it, yeah, it's not, it's not a uh, – it's not laughable, though. Um, because, again, when you look at the totality of the way they played and who they played – um, there have been moments where they dominated the LSU game. They I, they dominated stretches of that LSU game, and that LSU team's pretty good. Now, the team that you should have for the next five games is the team that's the closest to the one that played in the Superdome. Um, you, Fabian Lovett's back. Hopefully, Jared Verse is healthier. Um, Robert Scott is healthier. Well, Robert Scott wasn't he wasn't he wasn't healthy for that game, was he? I can't remember. I think um, he was good for LSU. Uh, somebody was hurt. I can't remember who was hurt for that game. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe he got hurt at the... Uh, yeah, because he got hurt at Louisville. Um, so you, you've got basically the 22 that you started the LSU game with. Um, that's... And Johnny Wilson, I think, would be healthier. So that's that's yeah. good news, yeah. man, because I think that team that played LSU, other than the meltdown, that's a good football team. I think that's the best they've looked from, like, what middle really from the first the opening kickoff I know they missed some field goals and didn't convert the off I thought the offense was good throughout and then the defense was good until 11 minutes were left you get that you 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 that's a good football team and that can beat everybody left on the schedule probably by multiple scores if they play up to what they are but that's the that's the rub right like this team has shown that it's inconsistent so Getting Fabian Lovett back, getting Jared Verse healthier, getting you know Jamie Robinson, Tatum Bethune, all these guys healthier, uh, Robert Cooper, does that also improve the consistency level that you're looking for, or is that just a part of this team? Is there going to be some really maddening bouts of inconsistency? Because again, I think I overall, when you look at this season, I know you're in the midst of a three-game losing streak. I think you're probably pleased with the progress you've seen, but man, you can't have a 28 nothing run that you had against Wake Forest, a 16-0 run to close out the game against NC State that you gave up, and a 27-0 run you had against Clemson. That stuff has to stop. And I, I don't know why that's happening, um, but this is this team is too good a team, in my opinion. It's not a great team, but it's a good enough team that 28 nothing runs in their in their stadium should not happen. That that, that I don't know why that is happening. Um, it, it kind of speaks to me of a team that, that gets a little tight when things go bad. That's not good. That needs to be shifted because Clemson didn't get tight when things went bad, did they? Clemson was down 14 to 7, immediately went and tied the game. You know, and then they went and took control of the game in a 2-minute stretch. Wake Forest didn't get tight when they got down 7 nothing after a horrible loss the week before. Uh, you know, so I I I'd like to see that shifted with this team and this program. But otherwise, hey man, you you are on track. You know, I think we'd both agree you are on track right now as we speak on October 19th. You are on track to get to eight wins. Nine wins maybe if you win the bowl. Great points. Great salient points, Corey. We'll talk about that more. But first, uh, it is winning season. Why don't you get involved in the winning over at MyBookie? You go to MyBookie.ag. You use the promo code WARCHANT, and your first deposit will be instantly doubled up to $1,000. If you want to put more than 1000 that's on you. But they'll, they'll double the first grand. And then you can put it on pretty much anything. Basketball's now started up. Obviously, Major League Baseball playoffs, hot, hot here into October. And then college football as well. I don't know if there's any games out there that uh, 
you're pondering right now, Clemson a 13 and a half point favorite at home against Syracuse, the over under 50. I think I would hammer the over. I'll give the points, and I don't know what I'm going to do Virginia-Georgia Tech. I think I'll take Georgia Tech three points as a favorite. Um, what do you think about that Clemson-Syracuse line, Corey? What is it? 13 and a half. Clemson favorite at home. Noon. I, Death Valley. Man, I think there's a chance Syracuse believes. Oh. Um, I don't think that Clemson team is incredible. I think they can. I don't think Syracuse can win that game, but I certainly think they can keep it close. I believe in those offensive guys. I believe that quarterback's going to make some plays. So I, that's a lot of points, man. That's a lot of points. So I, I say I think Clemson's going to win by ten. That's Ooh. all as I'm saying out there. That's all as I'm saying. If you know better than Corey, which you probably don't, but you know better than I do, go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. Get set up and uh, make your Saturdays. Thursdays now. I think I don't even know. I think the Mac is going down on Wednesday nights now. It's fantastic. All days of the week there's football out there. Get involved. Get a little more fun in it with my bookie, mybookie.ag. Yeah, Corey, I mean, I agree with your points made before we took a little break there. Uh, they have been inconsistent, but they've been inconsistent against really good teams. So yeah, when you look at point. the schedule on the yeah. back end of it, you're like, well, you know, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisiana. I don't know if Syracuse is going to provide that same level, although being on the road, it will be a little bit dicey. Yeah, that'll be a tough game, yeah. especially if Syracuse still has a really nice record and is ranked, and their their fans will be into that game. But that's certainly not a foregone conclusion because their schedule right now is like 100, I don't know, 17th in the country right now, and uh, they're no. playing Clemson this week, and then they've got, um, you know, they've got Notre Dame. Notre Dame and then at Pitt. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see how much that schedule and that record is still intact. Although, I mean, I do think about the away part is what scares me about that game and then Miami because I, I do think about the way they played against Louisville uh, where, again, you know, they roared back, but it was a Tate at quarterback. I, the NC State game gets me a little bit a little bit nervous because the way they played in that situation and Devin Leary going down. I, I think Tyler Van Dyke might have kind of found a little bit of a rhythm here. I think they might have found another receiver. I know they've been, they're, they missed their top guy here the last few weeks, but this Colby Young kid seems like maybe he could be potentially a weapon they can go for, 6'5". Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these we saw them fall short against ranked teams, man. It, it happens. It's it's not You want to be able to beat some of these teams, but there's not a lot on the back end of the schedule. So if, if they can regain that form against LSU, maybe, hopefully, that's, that's good enough uh, to win those games. My question to you, though, I don't, I don't want to look too far ahead here, but if you know eight's kind of that sort of quasi, you know, line of demarcation we all kind of came into an agreement with, and it's it's within their reach. It's definitely within their reach. If, if they hit eight, I know then people are like, all right, just get maybe get to nine next year, get to ten next year, and we'll be talking about this for the next year and a half or a year at least. Um, if they win eight this year, which I think they can, I think they can. I certainly think they can. Is asking to win the Atlantic, is, is that too much of a jump on the climb uh, to to win your division next year, coming off eight? Well, they don't have divisions next well, year, that's so right. that we're You're lucky right. in that. That's true. Divisions go away. So, yes, that's asking way too much. <laughs> you can't ask them to win the Atlantic, Aslan, when there won't be an Atlantic to win. How dare you? Um, no, but I think you should. I don't. It's definitely not out of the realm to be in contention. Um, and if but that's we're truthful, a, that's the next step, though, right? They were in contention this year. Yeah, that should yeah, be the absolutely. Next step. Yeah, okay. Look, man, and and so when you look at and, and I know people don't all not everybody loves these uh, efficiency numbers, the Frimrau, the Football Outsiders, PFF, but like Florida State right now, Aslan, according to PFF, who you grade you use a lot to grade things, mm-hmm. Florida State has the sixth best offense in the country. And when I go to running, 
Florida State has the seventh best offense, running offense in the country. They have the 13th best passing offense in the country. These are by the PFF measurements. The defense is 48th, which is not good, but it's not horrific. We've seen horrific around here. And special teams is top five. These all portend to a team that should win eight or nine games this year if this uh, extrapolates out. So, but again, it's just, you know it's it's why f- doing this for football is so weird because there are only twelve games and it can shift so much from week to week. But if Florida State continues to play as if it's play as it's played the first seven weeks, including all the inconsistency, and you get a, a real Fabian Lovett back, and you get a better Jared Verse, there's no reason this team doesn't win eight games. None. Yeah. And if they don't, it'll be a disappointment because they are good enough to do it. You got to go win some tough games, man. That's just how the world works. But you're good enough to do it. You've got real weaponry um, that you haven't had in a while. You go into games, you know, I think with a better team in every game you're about to play. Literally, every yeah. game you're about to play, I think you're the better team. I I don't know that they're the better team against Wake. I certainly know they weren't the better team against Clemson. NC State had a better defense, but they should have won that game. They gave that game away. But you just look at this schedule and what you've done, what you've kind of proven through these first seven games – all the efficiency numbers think Florida State should be a nine-win team. Fimrau has them like in the teams that are pretty good on offense and pretty good on defense. They're like rubbing elbows with Michigan and Georgia, but they're four and three, and those teams are undefeated. Um, and I, again, I don't think Florida State should be undefeated, and I don't think they're as good as Georgia and Michigan. These efficiency numbers can be goofy, but the overall sentiment is true. I think this team is a good team that doesn't have a great record right now. But by the end of the year, I think if you have eight or nine wins, eight wins especially, nine wins seems like a reach because it just feels like you drop one of these games. But if you're eight and four, man, I don't think anybody can nitpick with that considering where this program was. I think that is a really big step in the right direction. But like you, I'm not worried about efficiency ratings much anymore. I'm just using that as a tool to mm. gauge how I view these last five games. Yep. But I'm worried, I'm as I told them on headlines, I'm a result-oriented person from here on out. Oh, okay. I'm a result-oriented person. I, I, You are good enough to compete. I'm not going to commend that anymore. We know you're good enough to compete. We know you don't quit. We know you fight. You've got to start win, fight, figuring out a way to win these games. Starting now. Now that you threw that gauntlet, starting now, there are really no excuses to not win at least four of these five games. Unless injuries happen. Right, right. Uh, traditionally, they're 26th in total offense, 60th in scoring offense. Uh, 25th, That's a problem, right? Yeah, 25th in total defense, 64. I'm sorry, 45th in scoring defense. So 25th in total defense, 45th in scoring defense. I think our own Irish show fell if he hasn't already. I think he might be working on a story about uh, the defense and field position and kind of how. Uh, yeah, they haven't been. You know, they, they haven't had a lot of great leverage uh, to play with. Well, and he and he mentioned that in his three-two-one about the 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 scoring offense versus the the yardage gained versus the yards the the points produced. And yeah, they're not commiserate right now. Like you you are commensurate. However, I'm supposed Commes- to say it. I forget everyone. Um, we'll get it right Darn one of these it. times, folks. Um, the the yard the total yardage gains should be producing more points. Some of that is you didn't have a kicker. That doesn't help. That uh, a kicker you trusted. Sorry. And also your fourth down conversion rate is abysmal. And you've made some really poor decisions, coaching One, and quarterback-wise, in the red zone. 126, sorry, Corey. They're 126th in fourth down conversion percentage. I'm sorry, 123rd. They're a team. They're a team. They're, wait. Well, how, how did you mess that up? Because How did you go from 126 to 123? Uh, there's fourth down conversion percentage, then fourth down conversion percentage defense. 
Mm. So they're oh, fourth down. So they're, they're not good in either of them, unfortunately. Oh no! Uh, but yeah, that's not good at all. Opposing teams it looks like they're, if I'm reading this right, are uh, converting 77 percent of their fourth downs on Florida State. Meanwhile, Florida State's converting only 30 percent of their fourth downs. Yeah, that's but, not great. But you know, um, I, that, but. But but the point is, you you see an offense that can move the ball. Yeah. You see an offense that is a real offense, and it is a bear to prepare for, and is it a bear to defend? Mm-hmm. It's not producing as many points as it should. But what if that switch flips? What if the 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 outage on the scoreboard, the output on the scoreboard matches the output in the yardage? All of a sudden, now you're averaging an extra touchdown a game. And you know, again, do the math. What if they just scored a touchdown extra in these last two games? Well, they win them. Yeah. So th- I just think that if they can find a way to play those those spots and those situations better, and it will help that they're not playing as good a teams, that they that should produce more points and more wins. And I also think the defense will be better. And I was not a fan of the defense, as everybody knows, against Clemson. I think the defense will fare better uh, as we move on because, again, Georgia Tech isn't Clemson. Louisiana isn't Louisville. Uh, you know, Miami, Miami, even though they look better, they scored 17 against North Carolina and 20 against Virginia Tech. And those are two very bad defenses. Yes. So they're not exactly rolling up and down the field either. So you, you've got a chance here to right the ship against lesser competition. And then if you play to the way you've been playing, you play to your capability offensively, you should win, uh, you know, a few of these games by multiple scores, man. Like, I just think it, they're right there. They They need... A thirty-five to nine type win, or like a another Boston College game mm. against Georgia Tech, to really feel that, and then you go into Miami with a ton of confidence because you're going to need it. And then you, I don't. It doesn't matter if you beat Miami two to nothing. You yeah. need to win that game. Yeah. But I just, just think you go into that game with a ton of confidence, and you feel like you've righted the ship. the The, the scoreboard needs to match uh, what they're doing offensively because I what I think what they're doing offensively is pretty. Almost elite. Uh, PFF thinks it is elite. I mean, if you're if you're six in the country, you're an elite offense. They're not putting the numbers on the scoreboard to match that necessarily, but maybe that's about to come. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll meet you there. I don't know if I'll meet you at elite, uh, but it's worth mentioning. It's uh, it's a hey, number. that's PFF, buddy. That's yeah, that's yeah. PF. That's Pro Football Focus. Yeah. That's Pro Football Focus. That's not Corey. I'm not saying they're elite. Pro Football Focus is. Yeah, and crazy. if they can figure out a way to throw a jump ball to Johnny Wilson, that would help. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take the, the sixth offense, PFF. Put that on a recruiting ref, uh, pamphlet. Mail it out across uh, the entire country. Let them know. Let the world know. Corey's mm. going to be humble and not want to talk too much about a story that he wrote up on Link Jarrett based off the interview that well, he did. Well, mail it to Tuesday. all the other schools, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we did speak to Link Jarrett on Tuesday afternoon, head coach of your Florida State baseball program. Go check out the interview. It's 18 minutes. It's long. But maybe three or four minutes is all you want to dabble, and that's fine. Just, just get it. Just get a feel for who he is. I think you'll like him a lot. Uh, captivating dude, I think he's uh, not. Uh, when he won the press conference, it's because the press conference is over. Just this, this guy's got a plan. He's got a vision. I just, uh, I feel really good about Florida State. It was, it was the easiest hire Michael Alford's probably ever going to make in his career here at Florida State. Just everything lined up. Everything made sense. Um, and he, you know, eloquently kind of stated some of the things he's trying to get done here. Uh, he did compliment the freshman bats and the pop. Uh, D, I don't want to say his name wrong, but they got a kid with the last name Ross that uh, he's really excited about. That I think he circled to twice when we asked him about uh, the offense. James Tibbs is coming off an injury, so they'll kind of work him back into things. 
Uh, he did lament their their lefty bats, the lack of lefty bats in the lineup right now. But obviously, mentioned it's it's so early here that they're they're not really trying to find roles, but just figure out what they have and, and kind of go from there. They will have an exhibition Saturday at noon against Kennesaw State, so uh, it is an off week for the football team. But if you're in town, you should go to Hauser and check out uh, what Lincoln the boys are going to do. Plus, uh, this this whole new turf thing, like the new playing surface they have, at least. On the base paths, it's still sod. It's still natural grass everywhere else. Uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's it's also got white pellets, Corey, instead of the black ones, so it doesn't get nearly as hot as, say, you know, like the IPF would if it wasn't uh, roofed and, and sheltered. So, And also, I, he, he invited us to go check out the batter's box, but I couldn't because I was set up my camera. But he said apparently whatever surface they use in, in there, it, it really mimics natural clay about as close to it as you possibly can get a couple of the guys went and checked out like wow yeah kind of impressive so uh, it's fall ball we're still far away from baseball starting up but but do check out Corey's write-up over on the site uh, kind of distilling the uh, the big takeaways from uh, Link's interview but feel good about the baseball program excited to see how they go but let's get this football thing does he in in when he in person when you're because I haven't gotten to meet him in person yet does he look as much like Jim Harbaugh as I think he does uh, he had shades on and a hat, so not not as much. Mm. Yeah, not as much. I okay. Didn't come all to right. my mind at all uh, when I was looking at him. The cool thing about <laughs> okay. him is, man, we we were fanned out, all of us in the media. I mean, we were probably like, I don't know, there's like five or six of us, so we were probably 12 feet, 15 feet wide. Man, he would look at me when I'd ask him a question, and then, you know, Kurt Weiler would ask him a question, and he would just – and he was on the whole opposite side of, of me. There's like four other people between us. He would pivot his whole body link, Jared, and like look directly at, at the mm. person asking him the question. But your guy, I got him. I got him clipped on the mic, the mic that the Corey Clark wears when he does the war chant rap. So you can hear everything just fine, everything crystal clear. But yeah, he's very intent on looking at you and talking to you directly. So you'll dig it, Corey. You like that. You like that personal attention. So I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, actually introduce myself to him. It's going to happen one of these days. All right, so check out Corey's write-up uh, with Link Jarrett. Henshaw's house might be dropping. I mean, it's an off week, but Ira's working on a Henshaw's house. Those are the uh, sit-downs that he does with former NFL coordinator, former Florida State coordinator, George Henshaw. Again, bigger picture sort of looks uh, from a guy with a, a nuanced and very educated outlook on things. We'll be back out at practice. We'll have more observations. We're going to do a live show someday this week. Maybe it'll be today. Maybe it'll be Thursday. Maybe Corey will tell me in the next 15 seconds. Who knows? But we'll also do a Renegade Express, too, to wrap up the week. So stay connected to WarChant.com. If you could, please, the thumbs up here on YouTube or leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple or iTunes. That'd be really cool. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you so much for listening to Wake Up WarChant, presented by the Corner Pocket Barn Grill.